Hi, I'm Juan Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. These 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married since 1992 and have four awesome grown children together. We have both been in Christian leadership for over 30 years. We have been youth pastors, church planters, lead pastors, ministry school directors, nonprofit leaders, and are now missionaries. Yes, we are missionaries with youth with a mission. YWAM, the largest missions organization in the world, and are following our call to know God and make him known to the nations. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to do the same. Let's dive in. Here we are. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Juan Galloway. It's great to see you again and hear your voice on 36 Questions. I see you every day, all day, nowadays. And I hear your voice all day, every day. And let me tell you, it's not enough. I need more. (laughs) I need a podcast to listen to with you on it. Yay. Well, we haven't recorded for a couple months. Last Mm -hmm. time we recorded, we were in Kalua Kona, Hawaii. Hawaii. And uh, and we were just about to leave. We had our bags packed Mm -hmm. for Mexico. Yes. And we did two months of missions in Mexico, eight long weeks, and it was wonderful (laughs) and sometimes challenging, but not too challenging. It was muy loco. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. We went all over the state of Quintana Roo and Yucatan. Because if you didn't know this, people, uh, Mexico has states kind of like America. It's the United States of Mexico. I literally never knew that until we went there. We are so bad as Americans in knowing our world geography. It's incredible. So, so true. <laughs> so I mean, it's true. incredible. So, yeah. So we went all the way down as far as the border of Belize, which we would have crossed, but some people on our team forgot their passport. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, it was we a long love, day anyway. We, we love them anyway. <laughs> Actually, I'm glad we didn't go. It would have been too long of a day. It was a long. That was our longest day, I think. I can't remember now. It was for blur. sure. Yeah. Some days we'd be in that van, which our van. Thank you so well, much. Well, before we even start, I mean, oh, oh, oh. we should say what two. So in YWAM, which is what we're a part of. Youth with a mission. You do three months of lecture phase for DTS. Yes. Which is Discipleship Training School. Right. This is around the world, guys. Okay. In thousands of bases. Thousands. So. Or uh, maybe just 2,000. Yes. Only 2,000 bases. That's plural. Okay. Anyway, the first three months are lecture phase, they call it, which is you get incredible teaching and draw. So deep. Draw close to God. And, and so good. Experience the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then two months, they put you out there with a team to do outreach in some country on earth. And you don't know where it's going to be when you first arrive. <laughs> Which is crazy. Which is crazy. But you're just like, oh, we'll go, we'll go somewhere. It'll be good. And by the way, the YWAM motto is to know God and make him known. And so the first three months are to know God. And mm-hmm. then the last two months are to make him known. So it's a five-month thing. And that's kind of like your entry pass into the organization. Like once you do that, there's secondary schools. You can serve on staff in different bases around the world. Um, so it was, it was awesome. 
really great, lovely people. I loved everybody. Yeah, so we had 12 people on our team. Is that right? Yeah, it was like the 12 disciples. Yeah, so we, to give you a picture of what does this look like, because every outreach is different. Um, right. We have, now our class was 30 something people, but we had With to break staff. up into three teams. And so we went uh, to... Four teams. Oh, four teams. Because there was Hawaii to oh, work with right. refugees. Right. There was Tulsa, Oklahoma to work with refugees. Burmese refugees. Burmese. And then there was... Um, uh, Mazatlan. Mazatlan, Mexico. And Cancun. And then Cancun. But Cancun was just kind of where we based out of. We weren't right. like on the beach people <laughs> hanging out with tourists. We were on the move. We were on the move <laughs> inland we, yeah, for so hours. We had this house we rented together yeah. uh, and we all lived in it. It was like 35 minutes outside of Cancun. Yeah, and then we would basically drive all over the state of Quintana Roo or Yucatan, and we would go to villages and out in the jungle, and we would work with these brand new churches, a lot of them, or maybe they were a year old or a brand new one, and they were just a, a tin roof with some sticks, like branches on trees, like yeah. nailed together to hold it up. Yeah, and then no floor. It was just sand. So our feet were, if you look at our Facebook page, you'll see our sandy flip-flops because it was just walking in, in sand for the floor of the church and not like, I don't know what kind of sand this was, but it, it definitely stuck to your feet. Yeah, we were coated with it. Coated. And when we got there, the ladies would be cooking us some food to feed us. And they're cooking over a fire, y'all. Yeah, they like, don't have ovens or stoves. No, no kitchen. And if they have a kitchen, there's maybe a table in there, but but no oven or stove. They cook in the backyard of our fire. And, and when we went into people's homes, no furniture, no sofa, no, no table, no chairs, no, chairs, no, no beds. No. Uh, there were huge hooks on the wall, these big metal hooks that like, were like kind in of every plastered room. into the, uh, the concrete. Yeah. And they would hang up hammocks and sleep in hammocks at night. And that was their only furniture. Yeah. Yeah. That was their chair. That was their couch. That was their bed. Yep. And there's no air conditioning. And family hammocks. Like they would have big hammocks and it would be a married couple and their kids would all sleep in one hammock. Uh, yeah. Or, or multiple hammocks. Right. I, I mean, I didn't know this. I didn't know either. <laughs> and I'm pretty old and I've done missions all around the world. And this is Mexico. Right. I mean, it's like our border country. I had no idea. Yeah. Eye opening. So we traveled around. Um, so many different villages and we also did some inner city stuff, but mostly children's ministry. Right. And we ministered to, now I got the numbers wrong when I was doing the TV show the yes. other day. What are the numbers? Okay. So we presented the gospel to 3000 different people Yes. and 500 of them gave their lives to Christ. Yeah. So that was amazing. That's um, amazing. And it wasn't just kids. It was a lot of families, parents. Because whenever you do children's ministry, you're ministering to the whole family because right. the parents come and they all come to know the Lord. Children are so wonderful. Yeah. And let, let's tell just a couple quick crazy stories from Mexico. All right. Go. Um, I'll tell you about the craziest day we had. But I do want to tell everyone we oh, are right. going to answer our 36 question. I oh, just yeah. wanted to update you because we've been... Having a crazy adventure, and we know you're dying to know, <laughs> probably not, uh, about it. And then we'll go into our question well, of the day. Yeah, and everybody loves a good story. Okay, you know. tell me a story. So, <clears throat> one day, we were out in the jungle. I mean, basically, we were out in the middle of nowhere. And we were at this little tin roof church that was, it was tiny. Um, and it was brand new, so people didn't know about it. People weren't coming. And so, we walked around the neighborhood 
and we did this at every outreach. We walked around knocking on doors, talking to people. It's not like a neighborhood, though. You're no. kind of like out in the middle of dirt nowhere roads. on a dirt road. And if you walk like for five minutes, you see a hut, you know, nestled in the woods. Shacks. Right. And and then we talked to people and we'd have a translator or I would talk in my broken Spanish. Your Spanish was awesome. Mm-hmm. Nosotros tenemos uh, un servicios uh, los servicios muy especial en esta noche. Tengo mucho uh, ju- juegos. Uh, uh, yeah, you obviously don't understand Huevos what I'm saying. I'm, no. I, know how to I was going to say we have games for the kids. We have candy. We have um, fun stuff. I would tell them all this. And, and then they go, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, Gracias. And so we would walk around for hours and it would be 90 to 100 degrees. Closer to 100. Yeah, there was a heat wave while we were in Mexico, actually. 98, 99 It was degrees. brutal, okay? There was no shade. We were melting. No <laughs> bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, we're walking around in the dirt. Or if there is a bathroom, you can't flush the toilet paper or, anywhere. And if it's a public restroom, you have to pay five pesos. That's right. You have to carry pesos. And maybe bring your own toilet paper with you. Yeah, that's true. So, so we're inviting people, right? So I'm just talking about one day. So we were doing that and then we, we went to take a break and I think eat lunch or something. And so we went to the pastor's house or no, one of the leader's house. So we went to the house and there's hammocks everywhere. So the, the whole team crashes in hammocks. Sebastian's house. Right. Sebastian's house. And Sebastian saw I was the only one who doesn't take naps. So he gave me a tour of the backyard, which it looks like half of it was like rubble. I mean, but he had all these great things he was growing and it was beautiful, right? He had pigs, he had chickens and he's like so sweet showing me, you know, his, his place. And I was like, I was just so touched. I mean, the people were so warm and friendly. Amazing. And they loved on us. And I was like, I was like, that was awesome. So then while we're there waiting, a a storm hits like a monsoon. It's raining and pouring. There's a, the, 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 it's like a river in the street. And so we're like, well, maybe everything's canceled because nobody is coming out in this. Right. So we waited and waited. Finally, you know, the the guy said, go. So we go. And guess what? Nobody was coming because it was raining. So we went and knocked on all the doors again and we get them there. And this was something crazy that happened. One of one of the families with us, he was a little boy, six years old. He got hit by a car right in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God, everybody's freaked out. I'm freaked out. I pick him up real quick and his parents run over and we pray over him. And, you know, thank God his life was spared. He didn't even break a bone. But, I mean, this car hit him and he flew. And then so we do an amazing service. We basically every time we were there. Right, Tracy, we did fun silly songs with motions and all the kids were doing them and all the parents were doing where they're all making salvation bracelets and they're running around putting beads on there. So a salvation bracelet for those of you who don't know, we used to make them in the 1980s, still making them today. They're still cool. Still cool. (laughs) Uh, Basically you have different beads. Black is for sin. And then the next bead is red for the love of Jesus and his blood that covers our sin, and then white makes you white as snow and forgives you, and then blue is baptism and water, and then green means yeah. to grow by reading your Bible, going to church, and then purple means your royalty, royalty, your son or daughter of God, and the then king. gold or yellow at the end bead means um, that you walk gold. on the streets of gold when you go to heaven one day. Right. So it, you kind of tell the salvation story, and then they make the bracelets, and we made. Way over a thousand bracelets. Oh, might be two thousand. Oh. 
thousands. Lots it was of bracelets, and, which and, means we told the well to everybody. We told the salvation. We message told. To. I mean, we we went through it, and then so we made them repeat thousand. it all back, so they understood the story right. of why Jesus came. And so and so, imagine all these kids dancing, doing hand motions. We were, did a powerful drama with Jesus dying on the cross, mm-hmm. and Tracy and I were the ones crucifying him. Yeah, we crucified we, we, Jesus. We were like and the we Roman the, soldiers. We were the parents, and you were a drunk dad who beat me. Who beat her, and yeah. thank you, Arts Magnet in Dallas, Texas, my high school, who taught me a lesson on stage violence. So I learned how to get slapped in a way that looks so real. Everybody was like, <gasps> yeah. But I, I didn't really get slapped. Yeah, people thought I was really slapping you because yeah. I would make a big slap noise. Yeah, you did a good job. Um, but I honestly never laid a hand on her. No. But it was powerful. And so that's why people gave their lives to Christ. It's yeah. like, it was amazing. And we didn't just do kids ministry. You you were the key speaker at a women's conference. Oh, yeah. We both did a leadership training conferences twice, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. And then we preached on Sunday morning, or I did, and the team. Anyway, we're boring people We now. did a lot of stuff. That's all I'm trying to say. And so here's the craziest part of the story. So that day. Okay. What's the, what's the crazy part? It's an part? amazing night. I mean, the, our, our, you know, one of our team gets hit by a car. Yeah. We have this amazing service. We drive back home. We get home at midnight. Okay. We've been gone. And by the way, the windshield on our van kept falling out. So we had it <laughs> duct taped on. We had to pull over on the side of the road and re-duct tape it regularly because it was falling out. And when it rained, it would rain on us in the van. So we're. Sw- That's missions, y'all. Oh, man. We're sweating like pigs. Anyway. That night, we go back to our base, and then the pastor who's hosting us the whole time and his wife, oh, yes. they go home, and and some masked <sighs> bandits jump out. They put guns to their heads, and they threaten them, and they stole the, the truck, which was a really nice truck. Their car. Laptop, cell phone. Yeah. And, and it was but just- But worse than that was having guns to their head. I mean, it was so traumatic to them. Yes. And their daughters so were home. Bad. So bad. They were teenagers. And I was just like, and we prayed for them the next day and they're crying and Ugh. like God had spared their life, but they were traumatized too. Yes. It was very, and it was just, Ugh. wow. I mean, and the police said to them, you're lucky they didn't kill you because here, that's what happens all the time. They usually, there's a lot of gang violence. A lot of murder. Yeah. A lot of murder. And so they were, they were so blessed that they didn't get killed. Um, but yeah, traumatized. So they were at our, our base the next day and we were able to sit with them and mm. pray for them and pray over yeah. them and minister encourage them. them and minister to them. Yeah, there was a lot that happened and it was all, uh, I was going to say good stuff. That wasn't good, yeah. but God turns around even the bad things yeah. for good. And I think that's what happened with this uh, married couple. They're very busy in ministry, yeah. doing a lot for the Lord. And I think it helped this traumatic situation helped them to slow down a little and pay attention to their, their, uh, their family and their marriage and, you know, yeah, I mean, first things they're first. so ambitious. They planted like seven churches or something it's in four amazing. years. They've done so much really, really great. And yeah. it was an honor to work with them. So, but we, uh, and if you want to read left. more, if you want to read more <laughs> stories about our time in Mexico, we actually put a bunch of, uh, photos up on my blog, which is, this is your brain on, Juan.com and you can see photos of us doing all these but things. But we're changing that because we're all, aren't we moving our blog over? We're starting a new website. Yes. Uh, for the ministry we're but doing. But it's not ready yet. Not ready yet. We'll announce it on the next show, I think. Ooh. Um, so Gives you something to look to forward to we'll out there, listeners. We'll have lots of listeners. photos and stories. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we left there after we graduated from our discipleship training school. Mm-hmm. So now we are graduates of University of the Nation. I have a certificate to prove it. Yes, we do. And now we're in St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands where Juan's parents were missionaries when he was a boy. So he lived here 
and uh, we're visiting here, visiting the church his parents started, and we've been ministering at this church for four Sundays, mm-hmm. um, and just helping them, and, and, and they've been helping us, because we needed a little bit of a rest yes. after our outreach, so R&R. we rested a little, we were exhausted, and been doing ministry <laughs> here, for sure, so we're yeah. here a couple more days, and then we're headed back to the mainland. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to VI, that's Virgin Islands, Christian Ministries, that's where we're ministering, and uh, they're doing a great job just... They are. Getting the word of God out to the people of this island. Great church. Yeah. Love everybody. So uh, we should probably do what we're supposed to do, which is our show. Hello. Hello. It's called 36 Questions. Everyone's waiting for the question. Oh, with bated breath. They're waiting. So, but if you've never heard about a missionary trip before that Christians have taken, now you have. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Okay, we are on question 22. Okay, 22 of 36. Ready. All right. Now, here it is. Okay. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. That's 10 items between the two of us. Okay, wait. Hold on. So... A positive characteristic? Yes. So I'm sharing five positive things. Something you like about me. Five things. And five things that I love about you. Mm. You know, this is really actually a very good question. Mm. Because I feel like people, if they do this question with their spouse or their friend or their boyfriend or their kids, Mm -hmm. um, saying five things back and forth about what you like about each other, that's just good for every relationship on earth. I feel like... Somebody taught us to do that. One of our marriage counselors along the way. Mm. I think it was Jackie Moran. Like, sit down and tell her how all the 10 things you like about her. And I, I, we used I, to do that I kind of remember doing counseling. it. And, it. and it was always good. Like, you felt after that, well, you felt like great, right? When you. Yeah. Say, you, it's like you like them, like you didn't like them before, <laughs> but then all of a sudden you like them again. <laughs> I think I'm in love. <laughs> you like me you a like lot. Me? You like <laughs> me. You really like me. Sally Field. Sally Field. Yeah, I forget. Award ceremony, 19 something. Oscars. Yeah. Okay, back to business. Five things that we like about each other. And we have to alternate. And alternate. Do you want to go first or second? I want to go first. Well, of course you do. You probably can't wait to share. I'm, yes, I'm (laughs) eager. I'm so eager. I can't hold back. Okay. Um, I guess the number one thing I think of Mm -hmm. is like, the number one characteristic, I'm like, that's my highest valued thing about Tracy is you're a woman of God. God comes first. I know I come second or everything else comes second. And I'm like, you, I've known you since you were 13. When you got saved, you were all about Jesus. Nothing else was as important. You weren't going to compromise. You weren't going to mess around. You know, so many people, they kind of flake out a little, they backslide, they, I mean, honestly, most people maybe, but not you. Oh no, you're going to preach, you're going (laughs) to sing worship, you're going to learn how to play guitar, you're going to start a Bible study at your school, you know, in your high school, uh, or middle school at that time, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, you were, you were so passionate for Jesus, and it was like, that's what I wanted to be, passionate for Jesus, on fire, a leader, making a difference, and you were doing it from day one. And I was like, man, she's awesome. And so cute. Too. So cute. 
Those highlights were <laughs> looking good. Yeah, you were very cute. 13-year-old Tracy Galloway. Or Lucia. Tracy Lucia. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, thank you. You're welcome. I, I mean, it seems like I should answer with the same thing because all of that's true with you in that different would, ways. That but would be so... That's just so basic and so, so expected. A, a copy. Yeah. I, I, I just, be original. I don't want to copy you. But I want to say what I like about you... What I love about you is that, and this doesn't sound very sexy. Let me just warn you. It doesn't sound sexy. Great. Oh, I know what it is. I'm really sexy. (laughs) And you just can't get over how sexy I am. All right. Calm down. Okay. Now, for me, I would say that you, and again, this doesn't sound sexy, but to me, it's so vital. It's so life-giving to me is that you were so super duper incredibly Steady. Steady Eddie. Steady. Yeah. Not steady. Steady. Meaning your emotions are steady. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, no matter how intense, horrible, great, whatever, you just look at it practically. You determine the best course of action. You respond with wisdom and you're just steady. You're not hyper emotional. You're not hyper crazy you're always calm and uh i don't know it's like i used to say we used to live in california for a while when we were young Mm -hmm. and i and we moved from california to new york city area and i was like yeah california one like you're just calm like flip-flop one like you're just wearing your flip-flops you're calm you're steady i was born in san francisco so you know i didn't grow up there but you carry it's that in my fruit. blood. It's in your blood. The California is in your blood. You're very steady and um, reliable. And, and can I just, I want to tag on to that reliable. You're okay. extremely go together. reliable. Okay. Like Thank I you. can always count on you. Thank you. And, and you're I'm never. consistent. You're, you're always there. I'm boringly consistent. It's not boring. <laughs> it's, it's, it's comforting. It's, okay. It's comforting. Good. In fact, when I was probably 15 and you were probably 18 and we were dating or mm-hmm. we were about to date, it mm-hmm. was the day, the day that you said, I think I'm going to marry you. And I said, I know. And I was 15, and I think you were 18. You were at Christ the Nation's Bible College. I was at Arts Art Magnet High School. That sounds like Star Wars. I and love you. I know. <laughs> That's how you know Your it's God. Your dream come true, right? Yeah. And you kissed me in front of the high school that night. And I, I knew, like, something that God had visited us and something was going to happen. But when you kissed me, I just felt that feeling of you can completely trust this man. You were safe with him. I thought you were going to say when you kissed me, electricity shot out through... <laughs> my fingertips and I was on fire and I knew. All right. But I, no, I told just, you it wasn't sexy. Ah, that's true. I, I warned you it wasn't sexy. Right. All right. Your turn. Guys, listen up. Stability is sexy. It is. Okay. That's cool. I appreciate that. So, all right. Number two characteristic I love about Tracy. I love about you is that you really care about people and by people, I mean me. Um, you do care about all the other people, I do. but the benefit I get is when you care for me, mm. like you made me avocado toast today with fried eggs on it and garlic. And I was just like, man, she is so nice to me. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. Um, yeah, because you're, you're, you're caring and I'm not as social. I'm not as extroverted. I mean, you can care for the you know, 
stranger you meet at the laundromat um, just as well as me. But you you just when people meet you, it's all about them. You're asking you even taught me the three questions deep principle. It's like uh, to connect socially with somebody. It's you ask them a question about themselves like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Chicago. And like then you ask another question. The first question means you're interested. Right. And the second question is to ask them about their answer they just gave. Uh Right. Uh Oh, oh, uh, how did you like I might say, how did you like Chicago? Tell me about Chicago. What 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 makes it different? And they go, oh, oh, okay. Um, well, it's the Windy City, and you know, famous pizza, and blah blah blah. They t- and let and then I go, what's what's your favorite pizza place in Chicago? That's my three. That's my third question third. deep. Yeah. You know, but really, that's superficial stuff. It's it's usually you're talking about your family and your marriage, your job. You but know, once but once you get to the third question, they can tell that you care. Right. Hopefully. Because usually you just ask a question and go, oh, that's nice. And then you talk about yourself. Let me talk about me now. (laughs) I'm from Oklahoma (laughs) and Oklahoma is blah, blah, blah. And I like blah, blah, blah. But you taught me, ask them about them and then ask them again and again until they're like, man, this person really likes me. Mm -hmm. Like they really care about me. You know, I don't, I didn't know I did that. I only created that system for you to help you. And thank you. I'm not like doing this system it. with you. If I ever asked you a question, I'm not doing a system. I just naturally really do oh, care. Oh, yeah. You're like just streaming. But I just created that to help you. And to- it did. It helped because I didn't have that um, software in my <laughs> operating system. And I'm just, when I meet someone, I go, hello. <laughs> you know. And uh, so it really did help me. So, mm. but, but it all came out of your gifting, your heart, your who you God made you to be is you mm. care about people. And that is a gift. Thanks. Cause mostly I grew up not liking anybody. That's true. There uh, were years where you prayed I don't that God like would people. help you to love people. I don't want to be around people. <laughs> I just read a meme today. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's me. It was in a group called introverts, uh, memes on Facebook. And somebody said, when I hear somebody outside my door in the apartment building, I will t- I wait till they're gone so I don't have to interact with them. And then I open the door and I go out. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I would totally do that. That's, that's me. I would do the opposite. I would try to leave at the moment they are oh, so I can interact with them. So I Whoever that hi, stranger is. See how they're doing. <laughs> Maybe they need something. Right. <laughs> see, because you care. Yeah. Right? So I love that about you. Thank you. You're the best. Now it's my turn. I have to think of something because I was so busy receiving all your wonderful words. Yeah, I know. It's hard to think of more than one thing you like about That's me. That's not true. <laughs> um, I think I really like who you are as a father to our kids. You are so caring and understanding. And with each, all four of our kids, you spent countless amount of hours and time just pouring into them, helping them, loving on them, playing games with them, being interested in them, talking to them, training them, having fun with them. Um, You've just been a really excellent dad. And watching you you be a dad has just been such a joy to watch you do that and connect with all our kids. Then they love you. The kids love you because you're awesome. You're such a good dad. In fact, I always say, like, why are you not teaching classes on, like, how to be a man of God or how to be a good dad or, you know, how to be a wonderful husband? Because, you know, yeah, you're an awesome minister and you're a great preacher and everybody knows that. But I feel like even though you're excellent in those areas, who you are as a man, as a husband, and as a father is, like, 
thousand times even deeper and more awesome. And I, it'd be, but you don't ever teach on that stuff because I don't know why, but you're so good at it. Really, really good. Thank you. Which leads me to the next characteristic I like about you. Number three, right? Yeah. Number three is, um, you are adventurous and, um, yeah, you're not inside the box. You like to, I mean, your favorite thing is to explore new places, do new things. And I appreciate that because the average person likes to you stay know, home, <laughs> you know, stay near where they grew up, live there, you know, or whatever, you know, just do this, kind of keep things the same. Right. Right. And we have gone all over the world doing mission trips, doing adventures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of women out there, wives who I could have married who would not share that with me. But I mean, if I have a crazy idea, I mean, you might, oh, let's do it. You know, it's, or if you have a crazy idea, I'm like, oh, let's do it. You know, if it's crazy, it's like, it makes us want to do it more. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think most people are like that. Like, I'll give you one example out of our whole lifetime. Yeah. We were youth pastors for Mm -hmm. 10 years and we would do summer camps. And I remember our last summer camp, I had this idea I think it was my idea. Maybe it was your idea. I don't remember whose idea, but it was. I think it was my idea. Oh, okay. It was, you know, always your idea. <laughs> Let's do a Fear Factor themed camp. We'll call it Faith Factor. Uh-huh. And then we did all these crazy games that were gross or scary. And. Like the old TV show. The TV show was popular at the time. Right. And, and Fear Factor. Now, if the parents even knew what we were going to do. Oh, no. They would have not. Liked us. Like thought, thought that those are good <laughs> ideas, Juan. Throw them in a tub full of eels, you know. But the kids loved it. It was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. But if I was with somebody else, they'd be like, uh, no, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do something you know, normal, more dig- dignified or yeah. whatever. I don't know. But I was like. <laughs> It was like the crazier it was, the better it was. Well, and that's like when we do missions trips in, in, in Africa or Europe or, or Central America or whatever. We would uh, do Indiana Jones points, meaning the more adventurous the kids were and the crazier things they did, they'd get points. Right. Like to win a big prize at the end, as long as it was safe. But it was to try to encourage them. Well, not to too safe. <laughs> try to encourage them to do adventurous things. Yeah. But I just have had so much fun with you because you are willing to do crazy things with me. Mm. Yeah. So it's been fun. It has been fun. Hmm. Okay, so I, I'm only on three. Gosh, yeah. there's so many things. It's hard to pick. Like, I feel like I should, if I had time to think beforehand, I don't know if you guys know this who are listening, but we don't prepare before the show, obviously. Yeah. So the question's asked and we, we just, just don't answer. want to work. <laughs> That's not why. No, we want to be spontaneous. We want to be spontaneous. So. It's so much better. Yeah. Plus, we don't have to do any work. So. <laughs> That's to prepare. Not true. That's not true. So I think <laughs> if I had time to prepare, I would have picked like the top five and the best and reasons why. And I don't have time. So it's okay. after I'm done, if these five, I could probably have a hundred, but it's mm-hmm. just what's coming off the top of my head. Hey, let her, let her go. Let her rip. Right. So another thing I love about you is your creativity. Mm. You are one of the only people I know who write music, play music, you play guitar, bass, mandolin, ukulele, drums, keyboard. I don't play keyboard. Well, you can. I've I heard can you. I can pound out a couple chords, you but that's not played. playing something. 
you can play. Yeah. And uh, you speak Spanish, you speak English, you can preach, you can teach, you can write books, you write articles, uh, you, I, you just do everything. I'm a Renaissance man. <laughs> you even cooked gourmet meals for me. Like you get, not that you've done that. It's been many years since mm-hmm. you did that, by the way. So if you feel well, inspired, you were sick free. in bed. So I, somebody had to make the yeah, food. That's true. But you just, you're very creative and you come up with really, you do all your PowerPoint for your, your, your when you speak and when you preach and it, it's creative and great. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really fun to be married to someone who's so creative and has so many gifts and talents and abilities. Thanks. You have lots and lots. So I enjoy watching you create things and seeing what you come up with. It's always, always fun. My latest song was Uno Mas para Cristo. One more for Christ. That's, that was the theme in Mexico. Of the, of the church. Yeah. So I had to write a song about it and, yeah, like everywhere we go, he'll write a song. Like we were in a class in, in Kona, Kalua Kona, and he wrote a song for the class. Or we're at a church in Mexico, and when they did a message, he wrote a song from that message. Like he sh- you're just always creating things, and it's really cool. And it, I think everybody enjoys um, all the creativity that you put into everything we do. It's, it's good stuff. Oh, thank you. Makes up for all my flaws a little bit. <coughs> um, okay, so number four. Things, characteristics, things I like that are great about Tracy. Not good. I found out yesterday saying Tracy is good at something um, means Don't she's not them. good. Don't tell like, like how'd I do uh, recording that radio show? I said, you did good. And then she thought, oh, he thinks I stink. And I was like, I didn't say I thought you stink. I just is thought good, to bad. me, good is not good enough. Like it's if, okay. It's if someone good. says you did good, that means you're okay. And that means it's not excellent. Not really good. It's not good enough for me. It needs to be has incredible. To be has to be the best. And if it's not the best, so it's not good enough. So from now on, I'm not going to say you're good at anything. You're great. Just Amazing. be honest. Just I was, be honest. I was honest. So, okay. Anyway, the thing I was going to say, hmm. the next characteristic is... You have made my family life, which has been most of my life, amazing because you made our family a family, honestly. Like every birthday, you made some custom design cake. Uh, You had a theme for everything you did. Uh, You know, it's just like you made... You you booked our vacation. You saved for our vacation. I mean, we wouldn't have done anything fun except you came up with it and you planned it. Otherwise, I was just like either working or exhausted. <laughs> and that's but, true. But you came up with all the fun stuff that we did. You know, why don't we do this? Why don't you take the kids to do that? Why don't? And I was like, oh, you know, that's that's a great idea. Uh, and and we did all those things. Mm. And so we have all those years of great memories. Mm. Um. You know, so anyway, I just really, I I think about this very often, like, I owe you my whole life. Like, you, well, how much do I owe you? Like, everything? Because you gave me my whole life? Like, that's how I found it. You, you were the structure and framework that made everything good. Mm. Um, not just for me, but for the four kids. And even that was for me, too, you know? So I was like, man, how could I ever repay you for everything you did for us? It was just... I guess people can say that about every mom, you know, a good mom anyway. 
Uh, but but not many husbands think that, so that's, that's oh, very I d- I kind don't know. of you to say to me. I don't know. I, I think they do. I mean, but I ha- Maybe I've never asked. Maybe they say it. Yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty powerful, awesome thing to say, so thanks for saying that. Oh, it's true. I think about it, yeah. I think one of the things I love about you is your integrity. Like, you guys, Juan has so much integrity that when we were teenagers and dating, and this is before CDs, there was only tapes, we used to listen to like Christian music on tapes and you had to go to the Christian bookstore and buy and there weren't many tapes and you, c- you d- couldn't hear them ahead of time. You didn't even know it was on them. You just had to buy them because it looked cool with the picture on the front. Anyway, a lot of people would copy tapes. Like you'd get one of those jam boxes that have the two <laughs> tape players Hold on there. Hold on. First of all, a jam box? What's that? <laughs> it's like a radio and it plays tapes and, and in the old days people would carry them around the city holding them on their shoulder i think they call them boom boxes in my day they also call them ghetto blasters ghetto blasters i don't know but yeah anyway jam box i call it a jam box i guess because you jam anyway um i would like want to record a tape like dub it so i could have the music like if you bought a tape i'd want to record it so i didn't have to go buy it or find it or whatever but you said no 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 you're a pirate that's stealing from the artist. <laughs> you can't steal from the artist. You have to go to the store and you have to go buy it. You can't copy this tape. And and that was just an early taste. This is when Juan was 16. He's been that way his whole life. Like extremely um, full of integrity to the max. Like more than anybody else I know. But in a good way. Like it's never, I don't think it's ever served you poorly. It's always served you well. Like you have so much integrity. You'd always tell the truth. Um, you're you're trustworthy and full of integrity, and uh, and and more than me because I wasn't raised a Christian, and so I grew up like cussing and lying and stuff. And before I became a Christian as a teenager, and so every once in a I while, I didn't learn that till later in life, <laughs> cussing and lying. That's not true. <laughs> you don't do that. But I can tell you that, um, like for me, I might fudge the numbers or fudge the story just to make it more interesting and, and ex- exaggerate. And you would call me on it like, that's not true. You're exaggerating. I'm like, what? It's just five, I don't know, something like that. And you're like, no, it has to be right. It has to be honest. It has to be true. And, uh, and so over the years, I learned how to you know pay attention to that and make sure I'm doing the right thing with even the littlest of things. Um, but I learned that from you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was just laughing to myself because whenever you'd say a number, <laughs> uh, didn't matter what it was, like um, you I bought something or you achieved something or something happened, and I was like, wait a second. Let's say you said the number was 30. I go, was it 15? You go, uh, yeah, it was 15. <laughs> Well, why'd you say 30? But you didn't even think about exaggerating. Your brain naturally doubled it because that's how you felt it. You felt like that was true. (laughs) That's so true. But I'm like, wait a second. I I I just know from experience. I felt that way. Instead of 100, was it it more like 50? Yeah, yeah, I guess 50. And I'm like, why did you say 100? I don't know. It just came out that way. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, you're you're better at waiting oh, to speak, man. and I just kind of speak. That's so. that's called evangelistically sp- speaking. Oh, um, I don't know. About that's that. an old joke okay, okay. from Bible so college. Are, okay, so you're on your fifth now. Is I'm on number fifth? five. Okay, last Woo! one, last one. Okay, so this is um, I here's this one's very current for me. Okay. Okay. It's been my whole life with you, but it's especially current now because the kids are gone. Yeah. Um. 
we 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 don't we're not working our old jobs or our old things. Mm-hmm. You were a pastor, a senior pastor. I was running a thing, ministry, outreach ministry, but that's over. But and so a lot of times when couples, yeah, when they they they're empty nesters and things are changed, right, and then they don't know how to relate to each other or they don't. You know, if they don't talk at dinner, you've seen those people at the restaurant, right? They just sit <laughs> silently and spoon things into their mouth. Yeah. And you're like, oh boy, is that our future? You know, I right, mean, that, right. would, that doesn't look good. No. Um, but for us, we're partners. Like when we started in ministry, we were youth pastors together. Mm. And honestly, I learned so much from you. I, I was so terrified to preach. I beat myself up and I was terrible and, but you'd have creative ideas and let's make a paper heart and tear it up. And you know, you, I was like, Oh, that's good. And it, you all, and you were always more in tune socially with people. So you knew you, you were reading it and you'd tell me, and it's like so many leadership skills. You were a born leader. And again, that's what I was attracted. That was one of the things that attracted me to you. But then I have benefited from all of that from learning about people, about um, you're ambitious, you're creative. And I just, man, I just gleaned all of that stuff and and got the benefit both from learning from you so I could do it, but also being with you. And when you did it, did all, you know, you were just a born leader. And now that we're, the, again, past the kid phase, now we're both doing ministry together. And I'm like, this is so fun. Like my life is so good because I'm not alone or you just come along for the ride. Like you're doing it with me. We did a TV show the other day. We're preaching this Sunday together at this church. I mean, it's just, we were in Mexico, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And it's so great to have a partner in crime, a partner in ministry, a partner in life, in life who gets me and not just doing our hobbies or stuff, but the things that Mm-hmm. make us come alive that mm-hmm. you love it i love it this is like this is a match made in heaven this reminds me of people who leave their wives for other women and how if they put all the time and energy and attention they put into finding someone else into their actual wife they would have an awesome marriage they would have an awesome life mm-hmm. and uh, i feel like you put a lot of time and attention into us being a team and because of that you you benefit from it and so yeah. Yeah. Now, before you do your number five, should yes. we do our book of the week? Oh, my gosh. We should have done our book of the week, like, after question two. Or Hold on. Let me rewind it. Before we even talked. Speaking of tapes, tape decks and boom boxes, <laughs> jam boxes. Uh, yeah. So why don't we do our book of the week? Now, this book. Tracy, do you want to say what it is? I mean, all right. So this book was given to us when we were at Crossroads Discipleship Training School at the YWAM base, and they gave us a couple books as part of our school, and so it was just one of them. So I didn't think anything of it. It's the last one we actually got around to reading, but oh my goodness, it was by far way, way, way the best. It's called "Keep Your Love On." And, and the subtitle is Connection, Communication, and Boundaries. By Danny Silk. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you from the get-go, when I saw that title, I was like, keep your love on. Lame. I didn't <laughs> like the title. It's kind of a girl title. I'm so judgy, I guess. But I, I saw the title, and I was like, 
Oh, brother, keep my love on. I think that's why we saved it for the last. We're like, oh, no, well, they gave it to us before we left. Like we, you know, yeah, that's take true. on the trip. But and then I read the book and I was like, holy cow, this may be one of the greatest books I've ever read on relationship mm-hmm. and communication. And I was like, there, this thing is so rich. Because I thought it was for just marriage or, or, but they said it's for all relationships and it totally is. It totally. Like relationships at work, relationships at home. And it's the perfect book for us to recommend to you since mm-hmm. our podcast is about healthy relationships and connecting with people. It, yeah. It's really good. I learned so many things that I didn't know before. You know, it's funny how you think you know everything. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But a lot of times I'm like, oh, I already know this. I already know that. I've already read that. I've heard that. Been to that conference 10 times. I already know it. But with this book, there were definitely golden nuggets throughout that were like, oh, yeah, I need to write that down. I need to do that. I'm not doing that. It was so good. Yeah, this book is a game changer, I have to say. And this guy who I never even heard his name before. And what a name. Danny Silk. Yeah. Sounds like a fake name, but it's his real real name. Anyway, he's on the leadership team at Bethel, which most people know in Redding, California, famous prophetic supernatural whatever church. Uh, But he's a counselor Mm -hmm. and he's a senior leader there. And I think at Jesus culture too. So, I mean, he's a pretty big time leader, Um, but it takes on uh, codependency, boundaries, strongholds, like almost every issue that people face on a, you know, in relationships, working in teams and he deconstructs it on. And it's just like, it kind of like he, he, it, it, it makes all the pieces fit together. Like that's why people do that to each other. That's why, you know, we get in an argument sometimes, or this is how we resolve it. And, and it was just so good. It, it kind of, it's so clear and concise. Yes. So if you are looking to go to the next level in your leader, in your leadership, or the next level in your relationships. Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. Highly recommend to get it on your Kindle or on your iPad or just the hard copy on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon. So get yourself a copy. Um, by the way, we don't receive any proceeds. No, we don't make any money doing any of this. Hey, why don't we start asking these authors for a kickback on whenever we... They're you not know. making any money either. You've written a couple books. You've never made $1. Not one dollar you've given it all away well it always allowed me to buy more books yeah buy more so books i could or give away more books but I not g- one dollar i think i've given away as many books as i've ever sold because it you know you meet people and you're like oh i want to share this with you or yeah, i don't know well you'd sell it but then you'd give the money to the organization you worked for so right yeah that's fine anyway point being uh yeah so get your book today So I, I feel kind of bummed that you left me with a last question because it's supposed to be some big finale that's real emotional. I'm going to make you cry. And, 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 and be like, oh, baby. Oh, like, but that's not me. Let's <laughs> get all emotional. I'm, I'm not very emotional kind of girl. You do cry at commercials a lot. I can't help it. Christmas commercials especially. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm emotional deep down in my heart. It's just. On the surface, I have more of a... You have a tough shell? Is I'm that what tough. It is? You are kind of strong. And weak. All right, so number five. Number five. I had something in mind, but now, because it's saved for the end, like ending the show, it seems like it's really done. Come on, just give it to me. 
Okay. It is. Back rubs. <laughs> that is so dumb. <laughs> I love getting a back rub from you almost every night. And it's awesome. Is that your love language? Physical touch is usually the love language of the man, sometimes the woman. And physical touch is not my love language. I it's do not. like my physical touch. I like acts of service. Yeah. You know, but like every man, your first one is physical touch for the five love languages, mm-hmm. another good book. But something about getting that back rub, it, it's like whatever worry, whatever fear, whatever crankiness that may exist, <laughs> by the time that back rub is over, there is no cranky, there is no fear, there is just perfect, 100% love and contentment in your arms. So thank you, honey, for the thousands of back rubs you've given me throughout the years and the thousands more to come. Woohoo! Can't wait. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, I guess for men and women, you know, the, the power of touch. Mm. There's some, I, um, I remember a friend of ours, a Finnish friend, Marit Edernen, she read that um, a lot of times people who are single, mm-hmm. they actually die younger um, than married people. And one of the reasons she read about that supported maybe why, one of the reasons why, is they don't physically touch someone as often as mm. a, uh, someone as a spouse. Wow. And, and kids, of course. And if you're single, you maybe don't have kids. Right. And so she, I remember she would, uh, with uh, some other ladies on our ministry staff, mm-hmm. that she they'd hug and they'd kind of hold their cheeks together. And, and they just did it because it's like, it was just to have that physical touch, that moment of just like friendship mm. and love and like we care about each other, you know, just platonic, right? And I was like, oh, that's funny. I never think about it because I was married, right? This reminds me of something that happened in Mexico, actually. We were doing our second women's ministry conference and uh, one of our, our preachers for the day, Barb, she said, I feel like the Lord's telling me that we need to hug each and every woman here in the room. And get covid we had our masks on, but we we got up close and we just, I would just wrap my, and by the way, these little sweet Mexican ladies were like four feet tall. They were <laughs> no, so little. No joke. Now, I'm five, four. I'm not super tall myself, but I had to bend way down <laughs> and I was, hu- I would just hug one uh, and they would hug me back yeah. and then they just put their hand, their head in my, in my chest or on my shoulder and just cry Ooh, and cry and I'd hold them. They just and, let it all out. And yeah, and just let it all out. And I felt like it was like I was Jesus mm. showing them how much I love them, mm-hmm. that I love them in an intimate, close way. Mm. And so as I held them, I just felt like I was Jesus holding them, just showing them how much God loves them. And mm-hmm. each one, I mean, it could take anywhere from two minutes to 10 minutes, depending And, um, boy, my back hurt at the end of that day after doing that, but it was so sweet to just be close, especially after COVID, um, where people have been so separated and not touched each other at all. And it was, it, yeah, it really meets a need. There's something about physical touch. So if you, uh, in your relationships, if you're married or dating or even with your kids, here comes your lesson, folks, here, here comes your lesson from Tracy Lucia Galloway. If 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 you could just reach out and hold Tracy's holding my hand right now. I'm holding his hand. If you could just nice. hold your spouse's hand and like rub it and squeeze mm-hmm. it mm. and then rub their arm. Oh. Or or let's say your husband takes out the trash. Say, 
thanks so much for doing that. And then just put your hand on his shoulder and squeeze his shoulder and then go up to him and give him a kiss and go, mm, thank you. He's going to be like, wow. He's going to be like, I want to take Whoa. out some more garbage. I'm going to take a, you need more garbage? I'm going to go look for some. <laughs> and so, you know, and same thing for the husbands, you know, rub your wife's shoulders, rub her feet, rub her arms, uh, kiss her hello, kiss her goodbye. Talk in the microphone. I got to talk in the microphone. He's my sound engineer. Yes. Do these things. Touch each other. I think a lot of the times we feel lonely even though we're in a relationship because we're not touching the other person. And the same thing with your kids. I used to rub my kids' backs mm-hmm. or brush my daughter's hair or rub my son's feet. I even did that. So, you know, these are things we can do is physical touch. So I want to encourage you. On my last question, that wasn't so good of back rubs. Let's turn it into something good. And I want you today, if you have somebody in your life, to give them a little bit of physical touch attention. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can just be loving and gentle. Well, and I'm not a big hugger. I'm not huggy. I don't want to hug all all the people around me. Some people say that. I'm a hugger. Come on, bring it in. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I'm rolling my eyes. All right, we're going to do this. Um... But, but I'm not that way, but you know, God did challenge me, you know, with the people around me who I really care about, like, it's not going to kill you to give somebody a hug. You know what I mean? Now with COVID, obviously that's changed, but I mean, before that and soon, you know, we'll get vaccinated and maybe we can hug other people who are vaccinated, but you know, there's something about, yeah, showing love to somebody, um, giving a guy, yeah, guy giving another guy a hug and be like, I love you, man. You know? Even with my own sons who are old, taller than me, I tell them, like, I'm going to hug you when I live around them. I'm going to hug you, like, every day at least once. Yeah, that's that's such a good, that's another good father thing you've And done. they're all stiff, and they're like, like okay. I don't need I it. But okay. I'm like, but I need it. Give me a hug. You know, I love you, man. Yeah, he would hug our teenagers every day. I'm going to give you a hug. and uh, I'm gonna, You got to right. take it. <laughs> okay, Dad. And they're like, okay. <laughs> And at times they're like, I don't want it. You're like, give it to me. Come on. <laughs> you were the one actually yeah, saying, yeah. give me the hug when yeah. it came to the kids. That's because I just, I feel so much affection for you and the kids more than anybody else. That's true. Yeah. Well, we've talked everybody's ears off. So, so you're the fifth question. I'm sorry, not the fifth question. The five questions that you need to ask each other. Or no, wait, that's the not The five character attributes. Five care so you ask somebody the five character attributes that you care you like about them? You don't ask them. You tell them. Oh, these tell are them. the five things I like the most about you. You can do it at work with your coworker <laughs> over lunch. Like, you know what? I've never said this, but I want to tell you five things I really care about. Yes, you keep banging this table. I That's do. why I keep moving your hand. I can't you hear keep it. talking and banging the table. I can't hear it. Let me tell you another thing. Bang the table. No. All right. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. Tell people, I li- you know, I really like you. You know? And you know why? Why? And, and they're going to go, oh, oh. Noah. They're going to look like, oh, no. Tell <laughs> Like, they're going to be so interested. Like That's so true. You like me? And you're going to tell me why? Like, you're about to tell me? I'm like. You know why? Because whenever you meet with somebody. And you go away, tell me the truth. You know you think this. Not you. I'm talking about the audience. Everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, this is what you think. Oh, they probably don't like me. Or I wonder if they liked me. 
we always think that we wonder if people like them I, so don't. I always make a point you do you Maybe always ask me, me do they like us and i'm like huh <laughs> you're like who cares of course they do why wouldn't they like us <laughs> we're so lovable but so i make a point i tell people you know i really like you or i really enjoy you because i do and and i i think they but need people to know don't that. Say that that's good no one says that i like you you know what i say sometimes what i say you know i don't like everybody but i really like you <laughs> And they kind of no, but they kind of laugh a little. But it's true, and I want them to know. Like, I don't just say this. I don't like every. I don't like everybody, but I really like you. And then they're like, "Oh, thank you," and they start smiling, and their you know their eyes get small, and they go, "Oh, thanks." I like almost everybody. I really do. The only people I don't like are people who are mean, mean people. Mm. But I I try to love them anyway. The love of the Lord. Love them with the love of the Lord. Love your enemies. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well. It's been good, and uh, thanks for joining us. I'm staring out the window at the ocean right now in the beautiful U.S. Virgin Islands, but we fly back to the States um, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we're back to Kona, Hawaii, uh, to work with YWAM as missionaries in the end of August, mm-hmm. and then we're probably going to be traveling around the world. To the different sh- nations Sharing the gospel, the making disciples. Right. It's so going to be great. every time we tune in, we might be at a different location. How you exciting. You never know. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to, I don't know what. We look forward to hearing from you. So why don't you, Oh yeah. why don't you do us a favor? You know, if you want to do something nice to us. Yeah. Cause be we, nice. we give and give. And we don't get paid anything. No, no, we just give <laughs> and you, you're taking, <laughs> why don't you give back? Drop us a line. Yeah. Look us up on Facebook and say, I listened to that episode. It was okay. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was just good. Let us know. We, you know, we even have a Facebook page for 36 Questions. We do. You could write us on that. You could write to us on there. Or, or Juan Galloway is uh, J-U-A-N-G-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y is your Facebook name. I'm oh. Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y. Lucia, my maiden name, L-U-C-I-A, Galloway. Um, you could subscribe. You could share one of our episodes with a friend or a family member. You could write a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and say, this is the greatest podcast ever created. You could say something nice there or just tell us the truth, whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you, our listeners. So thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.